This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. <laughs> From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergath. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Bergeth on a Thursday. We've got to really switch up the lineups today. We uh, we were unable to get some things covered yesterday, but today we got our regular Wednesday guest, Sean Bolson. Sean, how are you doing? Todd, or Todd, Greg, I'm doing super. Good, good, good. I'm doing super. Todd was a little under the weather. I got a late call yesterday. We postponed it today, and to my delight, I find out it's you and me. Oh, and we're, we're going to love this. Hey, does this warm weather have you itching for a little golf or no? Uh, no, I switch seasons. Yeah, you do this. About this. All right, let's so, get into this. Okay, 13-9-2, I believe I saw, which is our Mavericks, which people maybe do or don't know is that I am a Maverick. My daughter played for Minnesota State Volleyball. Bolson, you're now a Maverick after your son transferred up there from Nebraska-Omaha. Is yeah. this where you thought you'd see the season be right now at a 13-9-2 clip with eight games left? Well, 13-9-2 includes all conference, and it, it puts us, we're number one in the conference, tied with St. Thomas. So Don't get in know, front of the horse. On, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but do I think, you know, early on we swept St. Cloud. St. Cloud's a really good team. Uh, you know, we got beat by UMass. So, yeah, I mean, the parody in college hockey is unbelievable. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're doing well. We just split this last weekend with Northern Michigan. Um, on a know, shootout and, and the, loss, right? So you a should... shootout loss, so a win is a tie yep. and a win. So how that works is in college hockey, you get three points for a win in regulation, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime or shootout loss. Okay. So we got one point on Friday and three on Saturday. So yeah, it puts us up top of the conference. We're, we're tied with St. Thomas for the uh, on top of the conference right now with you know eight games left. All right, we're going to get into that. So nine, five, and two in the conference. Excuse me, thirteen, nine, and four. So four overtime losses, I believe that is. Is that correct, Bulls? Correct. Okay, so 596 winning, but 656 in the conference. Let's talk about this weekend. Do you have your seats already? St. Thomas, uh, got to be a rival. I'm going on game. Friday. What? I'm not going on Friday. Why? I'm going with my daughter to my buddy's house in, in St. Cloud to his movie theater, and uh, it's on Channel 9 Plus this weekend. So, you know, there's Channel 9, and then the one above it's Channel 9 Plus. The St. Thomas uh, team got a $85 million grant for an athletic facility, so that isn't done yet. So they're playing in a rink that uh, the Wilmer Civic Center would be considered oh. substantially better. I went last time. You can't see. It caps at 1,000 people. Uh, I'm going to watch it on TV. All right. And so- then I have a big crew going down Saturday because Mankato's always sold out in just a raucous event. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it. This is awesome. So they played back in December 8th and December 9th split um mm-hmm. that was home was it also a home and home type deal home and home yeah okay. that one was mankato home friday and then at st thomas on saturday they just flop it so it's at st thomas friday and back in mankato on saturday okay, so the home team won each time what what could we expect to see differently from that outcome i'm assuming you watched those <sighs> i was at both of those yeah, yeah you were i don't know i i'm hoping uh we can get a split but as you can see whether it's the Gophers, it's St. Cloud, it's, 
you know, Bemidji, it's us, it's Duluth. It's so hard to sweep uh, in, in the conference because there's so many splits. That's why you see so many records that are close to 500 because it's, it's very difficult to get, you know, six points on a weekend. For us, it would be huge to get six points on a weekend to put us six points clear of them because we have Michigan Tech and Bemidji State that are right there behind us too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would hope to get a split. I would hope to get – you know, four or five points, you know, six would be unreal. But um, obviously, big weekend. Every yes. one of these games is huge. So I'm looking through the schedule, and you're right, Bulls. It seems like every time it was a split, Bemidji State, I mean, Bowling Green split, uh, took a double loss at Michigan Tech, but that was in overtime on one of those. But, yeah, it looks like there's a lot of parity in this conference this year. Huge parity. And then you look at these teams that go out, like you said, you know, St. Cloud is a great team. You know, we swept them early, which is huge for our pairwise. Now, the way it's going this year and with all these teams, we're, you're going to need to win the conference to get into the national tournament. And so how it goes in this conference is the top four teams play a best-of-three series against the bottom four teams at home. Then the next round, the top two teams are at home. And then the finals, the top teams at home. And you win the conference tournament, you have an automatic bid to the uh, you know, national tournament, which is huge, and, and Mankato, or Minnesota State, I keep saying Mankato, has won the conference, you know, quite a few years in a row. Uh, the boys don't want to be the first team in four or five years not to win it. So, right. yeah, it's big, and I think we settled this last weekend on a goalie. And so, you know, we've kind of been alternating every other, and now uh, Alex Tracy, his dad's a good buddy of mine from Chicago, um, two, two shutouts in the last three games. You know, you have good goaltending. You have a lot of good things happen. Yeah, St. Cloud State, are they currently number 10, or were they number 10 when we played them? Mm, no, they're 10 now. They were probably, you know, that changes all the time. Right. They've hovered right around that for a while. Okay, yep. so they were good. Also, I look back at this North Dakota uh, NDSU, I think they used to be, or or no. they're Yeah, we different. split with North Dakota with UND. Yeah, and they were ranked fourth in the country? Is that yeah. or are so, currently? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and it's uh, it, and so like that win helps the pairwise. You know, it helps us. And basically, we had a bad sweep against UMass, which is a good team. UMass Amherst. Right after we had swept St. Cloud, I believe we got swept by them. But um, you know, you got to be careful. You get against a hot goalie, anything can happen. Um, we're we're very solid. I think we're a team that you know are really tough to play against. But it's just a matter of putting it all together and having a good weekend because, it, you know, this weekend, the next weekend they're at Michigan, and then uh, they're home for, you know, Lake Superior State, and then close it at Bemidji. And yeah. Bemidji's right there in the conference. So there's no weeks off. It's a matter of finish strong and then get into the playoffs. Other than Michigan Tech, these look like all games that you should be at. Is that correct? Oh, no, uh, I think I'm grabbing Hattie. I haven't been to Houghton. I believe that's where it is. That's so, Michigan uh, Tech. Had, I'm heading to Michigan Tech uh, next week because I'm one of the few rinks I haven't been to. How do you? I believe. Where's yeah, Houghton? Where's Houghton? Well, it's not anywhere easy to drive. I believe it's in the UP. Keep keep telling me about this schedule. I'm looking this up. Yeah, well, Houghton's not. It's not like you just drive to it. So Houghton, Michigan. To finish the uh, to finish the season up in Bemidji, one of my good buddies, Phil Vercota, who I worked with at the bank forever and ever, one of your 1980 Olympic gold medalist miracle on ice guys he lives up there so i'll be meeting him up there for the bemidji game so i think i'm going to make most of the last eight so i'm kind of excited about that people listen to this houghton michigan 
is almost in Lake Superior. I mean, it is up in this little peninsula. It is seven hours and 16 minutes for you right here. You drive a little faster so you can do it in under seven. Up through Duluth, this is crazy, Bolson, where you're going. It is like well, three know, hours, I mean, why not? four hours north. How do they have a college? I mean, right. it's well, just they have, unreal. They have a good college, yeah. They've had a string. They had some of the Delano, uh, uh, a couple guys Kate played with in juniors uh, are, are up there, and uh, they have a really good team. If you were to say besides Minnesota State, who is going to win the conference, they're my pick. Uh, they're good. They have a couple Maple Grove kids. They have a they, you know have Minnesota kid. They're they're good. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. So it's hard to believe it's Michigan because it's in the UP. It's uh, looks like about four hours north of Green Bay, straight up. Uh, yeah, that's cra- those of you who know the geography of uh, Wisconsin, Michigan would understand what I'm talking about. But hey, good luck on that trip. So you're gonna make all eight? No, you're no, saying you're no, going. I'm not going. Nope, you're I'm not, not going, going Friday. Friday. Yep, tomorrow. But other Friday's than that, you're city, so. you're gonna go to the last seven regular season games. Well, I hope so. Good for you. Hey, uh, so there's a kid on the team named Cade and your son Caden. Do they have nicknames? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So they just well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you haven't asked. Okay, because I well, thought I'm maybe sure that's they confusing. Do, but I'm not privy to them. You don't talk to your son? I talk to him, but I don't ask him about nicknames and locker room talk. Okay, just you just leave, that, leave that alone. All right, that's good enough. So take me back to the beginning of the season, Bulls. Where was Minnesota State, new coaching regime, uh, yeah. obviously some transfers. Where were they kind of picked to finish in the conference? Well, I think they were picked to finish like four. So um, Luke Strand, their coach, was an assistant. He coached in juniors against uh, Cade at Sioux City. Then he went to Ohio State, and then he came from Ohio State when uh, Mike Hastings took over Wisconsin, and here he is. And it's just an uh, awesome guy. The, the kids love him. Uh, he, uh, you know, has done a heck of a job coming into a new program. He brought in a couple new kids, which – uh, Hastings took a couple of the Minnesota State guys with him to Wisconsin. Luke brought in a couple new ones himself, of which my son was one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really enjoying playing for him, and, and they're enjoying the team. Now, remind me, I see Cade listed as a junior, so give him mm-hmm. one more year one of eligibility. Because he is not a COVID kid, correct? Well, he, he is a COVID kid, but his COVID year, he had uh, mono, and then he got COVID. And then he came back and played two games at Den- or against Denver, woke up the next day and had emergency appendix. So it put the uh, end to his year pretty quickly. So does he have two years of eligibility remaining? No, he has one. Okay. Because there wasn't a need to file a red shirt because it was a COVID year anyway. Sure. So if it wouldn't have been a COVID year, I believe that it just filed a red shirt and it would have been the same. So he has one year left after this year, and yeah. And then we'll see where the road takes him, correct? That's right. All right, that's awesome stuff. Great update on those things. Let's talk a little bit about our wild um, yeah. As you know, I love to talk about that. I'm in I'm in sell mode as the trade deadline approaches. I don't know exactly when it is. I've kind of been disinterested a little bit in the wild. Mm-hmm. Here's what disinterests me, Bolson. We fire our coach, which obviously seemed necessary. Then the team plays awesome right after. I almost six seven games in a row. Yeah, I, I basically shut it down. I said that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous that you have a that you have to fire your coach for these guys to realize that they got to start playing better. And yep. so I kind of I kind of phased out of the wild a little bit this year because of that. So I'm in a seller mode. Where do you sit with the team right now? Yeah, I I, I I sit with we have this year and next year restricting us on salary cap. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be, you know, 14 million, 12, 14 million bucks below what everybody else can do. Uh, we're, we're not going to have consistency at a super high level. I don't know that I want to sell everything because I like some of the pieces we have, but. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't have confidence that we're going to go and make some noise. I mean, Gustafson's been playing okay. Um, we got a glimpse at our goalie of the future in kind of an unfortunate situation when Wallstead kind of got shelled around. We have Kaprizov, who's a, who's a superstar. Boldy's been playing decent, but then mm-hmm. you know you got Zuccarello and Hartman. They're coming to the end, and how much more do they have in their tank? You got Eck, who's playing like your best player right now, um, and you got some good stuff on the back end with Faber, Brodine. You got Spurgeon out for the year, so there's just a lot of things going wrong. Even if we make the playoffs, I don't think we're capable of making any sort of big run. Right. So I don't know that the Wild are ever going to go in the tank like. You know, like Chicago's been the last couple of years since they've lost, and and basically go in the tank, and then all of a sudden land the lottery, and all of a sudden Bedard, the top prospect, is on their team. Yeah. You know, I don't think we get to that level, but I definitely think, you know, we're going to struggle enough to where we're going to be able to add some capital to our farm system because we do we have one of the top ranked farm systems in the league. So if we can continue to build, I don't think that's a bad thing. All right, so you're saying maybe just hold at this deadline this year. We don't go after well, I mean, people, unless, don't trade yeah. people. I don't think we're going to go after anybody because going after somebody means you think you're poised to make a run. I don't think anybody thinks we're poised to make a run. Uh, I'm not willing to give up, you know, a Kaprizov or no. a Boldy or uh, no. you know, a Spurs or Brodeen or, or a Faber. I mean, these aren't. We don't have pieces that we're willing to part with either. So when you said you're a seller, I'm not really willing to sell anything that. I deem as a valuable asset over the next okay, so, five to seven years. So Zook, Hartman, Johannesburg, those, those oh, yeah. guys, are they are they worth anything? I don't know that they're worth a ton, but they're expendable in my in my opinion. I if you could pick up a you know, second, third round pick or something, you know, I, I don't have a hard time parting with those guys. But you, you have you have your Eck, your Kaprizov, your Boldy, you know, you, you're not gonna touch those. You got Faber, you got Brodine, and then you got Spurgeon. To me, those guys in Gustafson, off limits. Anybody else, they're just kind of token pieces that, you know what, when the Wild were really good, we were looking for somebody like that. You know, and Lost you there for a second. There you are. There you are. Uh, I'm okay, staying put. So, okay, that's uh, that's a good update on the Wild. It doesn't look like they're uh, they're going to make a run to, to get into the playoffs. Nothing suggests that they will. Um, I'll occasionally turn them on here and there, but I, I just have lost some interest in that. Let's let's move on to the Super Bowl because you and I yeah. probably won't get a chance to talk again. So, obviously, the early line was that the the uh, uh, the Niners are minus two and a half. I fully expect that by the end of all this, it'll be Kansas City minus two and a half, almost a five point swing on this. Where do you sit as soon as you saw that line? Were you thinking that Kansas City's undervalued, or are you thinking 49ers are right right where it should be? I, I where do you stand? I have a hard time thinking that Kansas City's not going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think Brock Purdy, in my opinion, and again, this is going to upset some, but I don't think he's a top 12, 13 quarterback in the league. I agree. I can off 12 guys instantly that are far superior to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's in a really good offense, and he does a good job of managing them. And he did have a nice play with his legs, and, and he was very impressive last week. Doesn't mean I don't like Brock Purdy, but he, he's not an upper echelon quarterback. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins is superior, far superior to Purdy, um, in my opinion. And, again, that probably raises feathers with you, but I, I can name 10, 12 guys. So I look at that and I think, you know what, they have Kittle, they have Debo Samuel, 
Um, you know, they have McCaffrey. They they have a, a great defense. Yep. Um, you know, with Bosa, and now you got Chase Young. They're good, but then I'm not a huge fan of the whole Mahomes. Patrick Kelsey or uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift deal because it just seems like it's too drama for me. But uh-huh. it's really hard for me to say I don't think they're going to be the favorites and win the Super Bowl because I'm ready for them to get knocked off, but I don't think it's going to happen. Every time Bull said the NFL can't get any better, or when you think it can't get any better, all of a sudden they add a mega, a mega superstar to their fold in Taylor Swift and drawing in a crowd that would never have watched football before. Because right. she's dating Kelsey. I mean, it, it is. It's like they're the lucky. The NFL is like the luckiest entity in the world. Now they have the best product. We we probably both can agree on that. But we now agree you on that. now you add in this multi-billionaire star, and it's just it is annoying. I'm with you on this. It's like no, do not show her again. Come on. But then again, I don't I blame them. They're money making machines. So so your pick is right now is Kansas City straight up. I do. I I think so. I and I I wish. Kelsey, or uh, excuse me, Kittle, McCaffrey, these are easy guys to cheer for. Yes. I really hope San Fran wins, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think, it, I, I think Kansas City gets it done again and then falls into the big soap opera of what the NFL would love because now you're going to, I mean, have, you know, Taylor oh, Swift yeah. down there. And, I mean, it, it really fits it. So I, I'm pulling hard for San Fran, but uh, my money would be on uh, Kansas City. Yeah, so there's a couple different angles on this, and you're right on the KC. I also look at it as this could help teams understand that maybe you don't need to spend a ton of money at quarterback. Find a guy that fits your system and works. You can pay all your other guys and go that direction if you want. But if San Fran loses the Super Bowl Bowls, I'm with you. I think that they possibly make a run at Kirk Cousins. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so too. Um, I really do because San Fran has got, boy, they are a good team. You talk anywhere, offensive line, defensive line, that's where they started to build their team. Then they got pieces like Debo Samuel, and all of a sudden you trade for McCaffrey. You got Ayuk. You got, you know, all these guys at receiver, and then you go to Bosa and Young on defense leading the way. I mean, so impressive. So, yeah, they have built a heck of a team, and if they had a general like Cousins running the offense, boy, They'd be really good. So wouldn't shock me at all if they make a major run at them if they lose the Super Bowl. And I would argue that Warner's their best defensive player, the linebacker. Right. I mean, the guy is just sick. I mean, yeah. the, the the speed, and he just reminds me of, I mean, I, I loved Eric uh, uh, Kendricks. He was he was like my favorite Viking on the defense of pretty and, much all and time. And he's allowed to run around because yes. that defensive line is so dominant. Yep. The offensive lineman can't get to that second level to take him out. So here you have him and Greenlaw absolutely roaming the middle of the field and and the offensive linemen are all tied up with the D-line and so they're able to make plays and man, they're really good. Yeah, I expect it to be a phenomenal Super Bowl. Where are you going to be watching that? you have those plans yet? Are you going to be a nice? You're going to be traveling? I'm far away because I think I'll be coming home from Houghton, Michigan. That's right. I'm sure I'll watch it at my house though. I kinda, I'm, I'm not a big Super Bowl party guy. I kind of like to watch it uh, in the friendly confines of my couch. It sounds like your buddy's house in St. Cloud might be the ticket. Yeah, well, we'll be Friday. It's theater seating and the whole thing, huh? Well, oh, good yeah. luck tomorrow. Good luck this weekend, my friend. We're cheering for Cade. He works for us out at Eagle Creek Golf Club. Uh, we we love that kid. We want him to see him successful, but the team as well. We really, we're Mavericks, man. Can you believe it? I like it. All right, have a great one. That's Sean Bolson here on today. Thank you, buddy. Todd Bolson, or excuse me, Sean Bolson on today's Todd and Friends podcast brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. We hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 
Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.